Just a small town girl living in a lonely world. She took the midnight train going anywhere. That's it? That's it. No, I can't. I'll probably screw up the lyrics. No. <laughs> That's more than enough. Thanks, okay. Taylor. Thanks You're so welcome. much for coming back on the show. It's of good course. to see you again. It's good to see you, too. Thanks. You brought a friend. Yes, I brought a friend in construction. <laughs> in construction, too. Yes. I was pleasantly surprised. I know. Because there's a lot of us out there in construction somewhere. I know. And a lot of us, our conversation last time was about girls in construction. Exactly. So I figured... It'd be a good match. This is perfect. How do you guys yes. know each other? Um, university. We lived together as roommates. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So you were figuring out what she was doing and she was building, or how does it work? Well, <laughs> honestly, I actually went to school for firefighting. Oh. And then I was like, I couldn't get a job. So I was like, okay, so I'm going to go in construction. So my uh, dad works for Ellis Dawn, so he hooked me up with a job. There we go. Yeah. That's how it is. Left Welcome to the show, up. Hannah. Thank you. So nice to have you on the show. Yeah, thanks. And so I've got Keystone Contractor next to me here. He's like playing co-host co duties. How's it going, Jay? Pretty good, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Big chicken sandwich for lunch. Oh, he's, he's going to go into a coma soon. So, so, coma. so let me just share a little bit of deets here. So Taylor from the Therapy <clears throat> Space, right? You're the yes. co-director. Yes. And the website is www.thetherapyspace.co. Dot co? Dot co. Dot co. Yeah. Dot com wasn't available. And wasn't available. Dot CA now people get confused. They think I'm making a typo, but I'm like, no. no it's, it's just dot co. co. Where everybody yeah. knows it's dot co. It's info at the therapy space dot co. And it's on Instagram, the therapy space underscore. Yes. And then Hannah, your deets are, you're from uh, Compass Construction. Yep. And you're a project manager, two and a half years. And the website is www.compassconstruction.ca. And your email is Hannah, A-H. Uh, Yes. Mm. Right? Because some Hannahs are yes. no age. H. I'm just okay. shouting out <laughs> the Hannahs with no age, okay? Uh, at compassconstruction.ca. So, before we get into the show, I actually just want to share, I'm wearing Danny Doska's shirt. You know Danny Doska from my oh, show, yeah. Bricklayer, old school. Uh, so, thanks so much, Danny, for the tea. It's a little snug, but we'll, we'll live with it. That's how <laughs> we'll go with that route. Um, but I also want to uh, talk about how we, today's show... I want to have like a two-fold kind of thing. We want to continue our conversation that we had before. Okay. I want to still discuss mental health and, and things that are going on with specifically tradespeople. Okay. But I also want to bring up, you know, women in construction and, and your part and how you got into it and all that stuff. So yeah. I want to learn about that. Okay, cool. But I want to begin that Jay and I were just having a conversation <clears throat> with another contractor and he was letting us know uh, the substance abuses based on trades. And yeah. we found it kind mm. of interesting how, okay. what was he saying, Jay? He was saying um, painters are into the weed. Well, I see, like, both <laughs> see, like, when it comes to the use of marijuana, yes, I see it in painters, okay. drywall borders, drywall mutters, and uh, um, what was the other one I see a lot of? Well, he was seeing the hard stuff. Cocaine was with, uh, who was it, with framers? Yeah. Uh, concrete, concrete, um, like the alcohol, alcohol was with carpenters, covers and plumbers. I see a lot of uh, really? like booze, like alcohol abuse. It's interesting how it all falls into a specific. Well, I think I got a theory because we also have a specific kind of tool mindset too. certain okay. trades use certain color tools based on their trade. Well, it's funny. You like probably are seeing that. Honestly, I don't pay attention. You don't? <laughs> no, I don't. Do, do you have a favorite tool brand that you kind of geared towards? Um, are you red? Are you yellow? Are you blue? You you're yellow. yellow. You're DeWalt. Yeah, yeah, Milwaukee's good. <laughs> Milwaukee's a good one. <laughs> but if you're project managing, you're not really on the tools. No, I used to do demo though. 
like that's how it kind of started. So but demo, you probably mm. would have been using a lot of Bosch or yeah. Makita or Dewalt. Yeah, yep. yeah, those ones exactly. there. So I kind of like there's certain trades that go with a tool brand. Okay. And now we just we, it was just a candid conversation. All yeah. of a sudden, you find out that there's certain substances that are attached to certain trades. Mm. People, but well like when too. I show up to a job, like I had a guy who was just one man did his drywall mud the old school way. Had a milk crate, had some knives, trowel, hawk. No boxes, okay. no nothing, no, 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 none of the, like the high production tools, and like a kind of a bigger, heavier guy. He used to be a preacher, right? Okay. And he was just like apparently God wasn't good enough for him. <laughs> decided to get. I mean, doesn't work with music. There's no music on, and he just goes in a house and muds it by hand. Doesn't smoke. Doesn't drink. Like wow. sober. Wow. And like it was, like you're just so used to guys coming in reeking of pick your poison yes right mm -hmm. and to see somebody show up who was one like you don't see heavy guys on ladders like i don't see a lot of guys doing soffit and fascia that are big yeah they're all thin yeah. they don't see a lot of fat roofers yeah yeah fair fair you know what i mean because mm -hmm. and, and just to see a bigger fella on the stilts doing his thing and completely sober and no music i don't work with music but yeah. i'm always in my head yeah but like just to see that i was i mean it's just so weird because every time you go roofers, you got drywall, everybody's always just, they're on something. <laughs> Even if it's energy drinks oh, yeah. or Tim Hortons, yeah. there's there's something that's just, everything's about mm. the thing they're doing. Someone started it. Yeah. There was like one guy in the trade that was like, there this is what I'm doing. You know I mean, but, you're, but you're just so used to it so that when you see it, when you see it completely, like when people, yeah. I tell people, I don't drink. I've never had a drink. I'm yeah. not that guy. Like, what do you mean you don't drink? They don't get it. Isn't yeah. that weird? Isn't that weird that he doesn't drink? But like, I don't you, drink coffee. So it's like, how do you yeah, start your yeah. day? He doesn't stand espresso And it's either. like, I Psychopath. wake up, I wake Psychopath. up and go about my day. <laughs> and they don't get it. I don't, I don't get that. Yeah. Uh, I don't get the that. coffee one. That's <laughs> tough. Taylor, I want to ask you, how has it been since the last time we saw you where you've now <laughs> gone on your own? Yeah. And COVID, I guess, technically is over. Yeah, depending pretty on much. who you are, or yes. uh, where you are, or, or whatever. Yeah, how is everybody feeling, so to speak? I know it's a general yes. blanket question, but I think a lot of the focus has changed. So, like during <clears throat> COVID, a lot of the people were coming in with presenting concerns of like loneliness, depression, social anxiety. But now that people are getting the chance to go out and see their friends and different family members and go on trips and just live life again. Yeah. Um, it's moving away from that or especially just healing from that. So now the social anxiety, we're able to actually like put in an action plan and change it because now they can go out and practice new things and, yeah. and do some like behavioral experiments or exposure therapy or kind of just go out into the world and, and start getting better from like these a, things like that have like plagued them. Will yeah. people actually put it finally <clears throat> behind us? Or will it always be something that will just carry on or carry up and be brought mm. to the to the forefront? In, in a For COVID? Yeah. Well, I still have clients who have been kind of ridiculed for their choices around vaccination status. Yep. And that's still something that really gets in the way of certain family relationships, jobs. And they've suffered some hardships because of that as well. So that's still a topic of conversation, although we have moved past, technically moved past the worst of it it's still coming up like but the, the stigma hasn't been passed yet mm -mm. but it's interesting because if you watch like i like netflix i watch comedians mm. dave Chappelle. pick your comedian every comedian that's on there goes on there 
and very passive aggressively makes fun of not that well you know it's the science like basically they are promoting why didn't get why did you not get your shot mm. why were you not vaccinated like it's you know what i mean yeah. and they make a joke of it anyone that didn't is just stupid and blah 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 and everyone has a good laugh and blah because you yeah. have to be vaccinated to get to those shows anyway mm -hmm. and this that, and the other thing then the other thing I've also noticed is that people that were not vaccinated, people that are vaccinated, people that were vaccinated, and I talked to them, um, that's it. They they just were, and that's it, and now we're here. Yeah. But the people that were not, mm -hmm. just it's almost like I'm finding that they're having to justify when they have a conversation, yep. they'll tell you they weren't. like It's like CrossFit. I didn't ask you, you do CrossFit. You'll tell me all about it. Or if you're a vegetarian. They just, it's, and it's, yeah. it's in my rear view now. Like, it's honestly in my rear view. I agree. And even when it was going on, I never, it was the same thing with, I, I'm not a racist or I don't have any opinions about any particular culture, religion, any, I don't give a shit. You're a human being, you're a human being, period. Mm -hmm. That's how I judge you, right? Yeah. So it's in my rear view mirror, but I just, I could see how this kind of stigma, if you were the one family member who didn't. Yes. That's going to stay probably for the entire mm -hmm. chunk of your life with your family. Yeah. And remember, that's... Remember when you didn't get the... You know, well, yeah. also there's so much misinformation on the news about <laughs> like the what vaccines actually did. So for a while, everyone, everyone thought, oh, if you get the vaccine, then you won't get COVID. But that's not true. Your yeah. symptoms will just not be as bad, right? But because that whole narrative was perpetuated everyone's like well you're the reason why covid's still around when that's simply not true right yeah. they don't transmit it anymore they just might suffer a bit more so how right? are you communicating with these individuals that are coming in to see you mm -hmm. um about that because it's still lingering around i guess whether it's a family i guess you treat it differently if it's a person that's dealing with family yeah. and then versus employment employment i could see people wanting to leave or just move on to another occupation instead right. or a different crew or whatever yeah um how are you dealing with that how are you helping them out well in terms of work um most things are kind of fixed at this point um but they were still ostracized at some point so it's really just validating their their point of views their autonomy their decision making like everyone has the right to do what they want to do and to just make them feel secure in that decision and not questioned, let them know that they don't have to justify it to me. I don't care. Do what you want to do, right? Yeah. Like I'm not judging you. Um, if it's about losing your job, having to find another one, um, I'll help them kind of set new goals. Let's see what you value. Let's see what you're good at. Let's see where your skills are. Let's find something that's a good fit that will still be fulfilling because that one job, I mean... There's so many jobs out there, right? Yeah. So if there's something that's not serving you anymore, it's not good for you anymore, then let's help you find something else. Um, in terms of family relationships, same thing on like the validation kind of piece of it all. Um, but maybe just teaching them how to set boundaries with family members. Like, I don't want to talk about this. I don't want to discuss or debate this. This was my decision. And like, that's it, right? And just kind of drawing the line with certain people in our lives so that it's no longer such a heavy burden that we have to carry or feel judged about. Just draw the line. I don't want to talk about it. Set those boundaries and, and work on basically communication with those people. You just see it's almost like a form of bullying to a point, too. Yeah. And almost like, it's almost like a, like a post-PTSD mm -hmm. effect of like whether you had it or didn't have it. Even if you had it or didn't have it, if you were at home alone and just yeah. can't deal with it, the anxiety, the the everything crashing down. And, mm -hmm. and if you don't have any base on how to handle those things 
and don't know how to mm-hmm. deal with it. It's like a like a six year old who's angry and has these feelings and just doesn't know how to express yeah. them or there's nowhere yeah. to put them. Yeah, Hannah, how was it with you? I mean, you were basically starting in construction at the start of COVID, I guess. Yeah, I so I I finished school. And then my dad's like, I can get you a job doing demo, water restoration, whatever, just being a slave. So I was like, okay. So We're all slaves. Did you ask your father if he even liked you when he did that? (laughs) I should (laughs) have. So I started in the middle of the pandemic, well, I guess at the beginning of it when it was really bad. So I was supposed to start, I believe it was like April, but I had to hold off a couple months because there was no work because people didn't want us to go inside their house. Yeah. Um, so then when I started, it was like the whole masks, everything we'd wear like suits going into people's houses. Like it was serious. It's intense. Yeah. Very intense. But you had to do that doing demo anyway. You're already. Yeah. Yeah. Depends on what you're doing though. True. 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 But for the most part, right? So did you enjoy the demo part of the business? I did. Yeah. Yeah, I did. A lot of aggression too. Kind exactly. Of. That's the only reason why I see people taking on to the demo jobs because they just want to just let go of certain things that are going on. Oh, yeah. It was awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. Until you I gotta, loved it. Until you got to clean it up. Oh, yeah. True. <laughs> it's was all good swinging a sledge and doing all these <laughs> and things. And then you got to clean up all and the drywall. You're standing there looking at this <laughs> mountain of drywall going, oh, that was a bad decision. Yeah, spend yeah. three hours cleaning it up. <laughs> so how is it coming into a man's world, so to speak, for construction? Has it been good? Has it been? I, I've, have most of the men trades have been they embracing you? It's hit or miss. Okay, so there is. Like that's what it is, right? It's. I feel like you have to like prove yourself. Yeah. Like majorly, like you can't be too nice because then they're gonna think you're, I don't know, pussy. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you definitely have to stand your ground. Um, I have a lot of friends in construction, so that kind of helped. Um, but yeah, I definitely had to stand my ground and don't mess with me type of vibe. Cause I'm, I'm super nice and I, I didn't want people to take advantage of me. Right. So, you know, I had to put my foot down. Mm. Yeah. She has some wild stories though. What on construction sites or yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you're allowed to talk well, about no, it. Well, you can share whatever you like to share. We don't need to, the, the names of those situations have all been changed. Like you don't have to divulge the specific names of any companies or what have you. Um, it's totally up to I'm you. About. Which one? When the guys, uh, in terms of bathroom on site, which, what, there's so many stories. Oh. I'm trying to think of which one this one was. I don't want to say it. It's like the it's the whole story. Say the story. Do it. Okay. <laughs> say it. I'll start it. She was at work on this one site. I think it was a. Pre- it wasn't this job. It was a previous job, different company. Um, and these, I guess, contract workers, or I don't really know what it what they are. I don't know the business, but these people that were working on the site uh, decided not to use the actual washroom. <gasps> yeah, so they used... All over the building. Everywhere. Yeah, For like two weeks straight, I, I was investigating. That like is, in walls. That is, that is su- believe is that, it or not... Is, is that normal? Wicked. Uh, that's it, it's typical. very common. It was in, really? It was in the walls. Like I was like... Yeah. Yeah. Do you, I was doing a walkthrough and in I was like... Drywall. I smell yeah. something. I know. Yeah. I know. Oh, and I, I did like a two-week investigation. I was watching everyone. I'm like, are you the serial shitter? <laughs> so <laughs> like there's, there's two folds to that because there's either there's not a proper facility on the job site, 
mm-hmm. or there's they're too lazy. They're just lazy and they just want to be assholes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's all it is. They really don't care about the environment. They don't care about their fellow tradesperson. Bar- well, they didn't respect me, so they're that was barbarians. another. Yeah, and they'll do it for shock value, and just because yep. they know it bothers you or they yep. think it will, yep. it's even like yeah. It was right after I called them out for doing something. They they had to fix like this. Yeah, whatever they had to fix something for me, and they wouldn't do it. So I I had to talk to their boss, and then after that. I started seeing. Then the pigs come out. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. And unfortunately, I would just say that it ain't going to be the last time. Oh, no. That's the, the stupid part of it. Like yeah. stupid things like if you're ever at a site and you're going to clean up and you see those Tim Horton cups just sitting there. Oh, never. Kick no, one over. no, never, never. Ki- I've learned oh, that. Don't. Full with pee? Yes. Okay. Or yeah. other substances, whatever. Yeah. yeah. So, Taylor, I wanted to ask you. Um, when everything started to go kind of normal, mm-hmm. so to speak, with air quotes, yeah, did people too quickly try to grasp a hold of normalcy and reality, or should mm-hmm. they have gone a little slower, easier? I don't, I don't know. Like I don't, yeah, because they almost, fe- it almost feels like they did the flip. Oh yeah, like they did the okay. We've been cooked up for so long, and now mm-hmm. I want to start doing what I used to do. So I'm yeah. going to do everything now. Yeah. So was that was that a good move, bad move? Was that negative? Um, I think it's subjective. Like I feel like the only downside I could see is financial <laughs> because yeah, because everyone just started pouring money into going away or spending exactly. or going out. And but I don't know. In my personal opinion, you only live once. You have Guilty. one life. Yeah. <laughs> this one makes me go on tons of trips. She's like, "You're young. You have to." Anyways, um, but. You just lost a major chunk of your chunk life. Chunk of your life. And if you were older, you know? yeah. if you were older, like in your 50s or your 60s, you lost a huge amount of spent yeah. time. Like yeah, huge with your family. Yeah. yeah, it's big. <clears throat> and I know the younger generation just being a part of it is like, oh, this is our 20s. You know, like this was supposed to be like the best years of our lives. You know, da, da, da. I guess it's Keep all. Keep grabbing onto that. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's okay. Right. So, <laughs> well. For us, for now, anyway, right? <laughs> and so we got free, and we were, we were just super excited. And I don't see a downside. I think it's like, okay, if you have the means, if you have the time, if you have the capacity to go out and just live again, then go live. Like, stop limiting yourself. Like, if you have anxiety and all these things, like, just stop. You're free again. Go live your life. As long as you're not stop hurting wasting. anybody, yeah. go ahead and live. Yeah, exactly. Simple as that. Was there Absolutely. one reoccurring... Not theme, but was there one reoccurring thing that kept coming up that you saw more of than other issues with any not issues, but you know what I mean? Like just Yeah. People, people talk about obviously they tell you what's going on. Was there one thing that was more common amongst people? Um, maybe specifically in the people I see, social anxiety is a big one and as uh, as also um trauma, relational trauma with like family or that must have been big during those whole years like it just like it was tough enough just to have a successful relationship let alone (laughs) now Mm -hmm. and then the like reintegrating back into society kind of thing with people or being or coming into like the social setting and you're so used to this social distancing then next thing you know somebody brushes up against you (gasps) yeah well i feel like all these kids that have awful relationships with their parents and they're stuck at home with their parents for two years it was hard for them yeah. or an worse. abusive yeah. partner yeah or an abusive partner yeah mm. or if you had a couple that were not on the same page or what have you yeah. it just compounded on top oh, of it oh yeah wow eh? just secluded from all normal life you could feel the literally tension like, like you yeah. could imagine like how that would heighten all their issues i could assume that during this whole period 
divorces or separations or breakups were all up? Yeah, there was I'm a lot of, uh, in what I've seen anyways, I don't, I'm not sure of the actual statistics, but in what I've seen, there's been a lot of breakups after like COVID, once things started opening up. Once you're allowed out, it's like, I'm yeah. going out for a bit. When will you be back? <laughs> Never. Never. <laughs> yeah, no. So, so you're helping people doing or coping with that. And is it more female or male or what's the story? Is it, is it balanced? Mostly female clients. And okay. I think that's across the board in the whole industry. There is probably like a four to one ratio, really? I would say. Something like that. So the don't other three me men, me. let's just say for argument's sake, the other three men, they just don't want to confront it or they... Mm. I think there's still a huge stigma about therapy. I and think men. And men getting therapy, yes. I agree with yeah. you. Well, because if you, if you speak, you're exposing yourself as weak because you want to talk about your yeah. feelings. And mm-hmm. yeah, well, you're men talk- don't do that. Mm. <laughs> men who suffer don't do exactly. that. <laughs> Thank you very much. Exactly. That's mm-hmm. exactly what, ha- that's the alternative right there. Yeah. yeah. You can not be vulnerable, but you can also not enjoy your life. So... Yeah, you know, it's what's the cost? What's the cost of protecting your vulnerability? Is it worth it? That's oh, yeah. what I always say. And that's like the excessive alcoholism, the drugs, mm-hmm. the stuff, anything to escape the but reality. That's human that nature, you're right? Like that's human nature, and I'm assuming more men than women do this. They just gear towards a vice yeah. as a solution for what's really going on. Yeah, but it's, it's also avoidant. the stigma. I mean, when you're growing up, Hugely. I mean, my dad, most of our dads. You know, you don't cry. No, you you don't talk up. about your feelings. Men uh, don't it's 20, hug. 2022 right now. Oh, like no, I that's mean, fine. But you can evolve and learn that. You know better. I know better. Right. But when I was being Growing brought up, up mm-hmm. like, no, 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 yeah, no. Exactly. While they're beating you, then you get beat even more because now mm-hmm. this hurts. Yeah. Well, now you're crying. I'm going to beat you for crying. Thanks, yeah. Dad. Yeah. <laughs> this helps. It's yeah. the same thing in like relationships. There's like things called avoidant attachments, anxious attachments, or secure attachments. And this is just your attachment style when you're in a relationship or with your friends, mostly in your romantic relationships. But the avoidant one, instead of confronting the problem head on, which someone maybe in a secure attachment would, they go outwards and they externalize and they find a vice. They go to an external source to solve their issues right so um, that might be work might be alcoholism um, but if you see like an avoidant attachment in a partner instead of going to their significant other to address something they'll avoid it and so you kind of see that in men too they just avoid the issue at hand sometimes i would assume that men would do it more than women yeah yeah, I think Trust so. Trust me, I want to point fingers at men. I really do want to point <laughs> fingers at men because I'm one and I could say, yeah. I'm pointing a finger at you because mm-hmm. you're doing this on purpose. Why are you doing this on purpose? You shouldn't yeah. be doing this. Why don't you confront? Because it's just going to help you out later on in life too. Mm-hmm. If you can't handle this situation, yeah. it's just going to compound to the next situation, the next situation. Yeah. Well, there's this huge theme of being so uncomfortable with being uncomfortable. And vulnerability is being uncomfortable. But it, it's also a superpower. If you can be vulnerable, you can create such meaningful relationships and you can actually become more fulfilled and happier and confront issues and heal emotional wounds. Vulnerability is so important. But there's this huge culture of like, oh, I, I want to avoid all ba- bad feelings. Just that's unpleasant experience everyone doesn't want to be uncomfortable oh yeah it's like i don't want to watch right? the news because it's full of bad things i don't want to listen to this but that's it's today's like i mean you can't live in this bubble like because then the first mm-hmm. thing bad that happens to you you're now traumatized yep. you have no 
you know, I mean, there's no... There's no distress tolerance. You, yeah. have, you have no capacity. So am I, am I fair to point another finger at social media and TikTok and IG yeah. as an avoidance? Oh, for sure. It's, a hu- it's like a distraction. But okay. it's funny because there's, yeah. you can see stuff on there where it's, you know, you see that how, you know, don't want to see this. But then on the other side, you've got the extreme opposite end of that field where you're seeing people speaking out going, well, you know, we need to hit our kids again and do this <laughs> and do, th-. you know, yeah. there's not this nice balance in there about maybe yeah. they could just talk and get to the root of some issues. It's, it's, it's the other extreme. I, th- that's, I see that yeah. too, right? So there's... There's definitely a spectrum out there. What were the other two? <laughs> Avoidance is one, and the other two were? Anxious and secure. Okay. So yeah. how do they apply? Um, secure attachments is like, I guess, like the holy grail is what you want to kind of have. Uh, it means that you're able to kind of self-regulate, self-soothe. You're not codependent on other people. You feel secure in yourself and your relationships, and you don't seek external validation often like mm-hmm. you are just you know you're feeling good you're feeling secure in your relationships and your attachment to other people um, anxious attachment as you could maybe assume is you're feeling anxious about your relationship and that you're not secure in where you stand with your partner or your friend um, maybe questioning the status of the relationship does this person still love me did I do something wrong like those kinds of questions often run through an anxious attachments uh, mind um, Unfortunately, it's not so straightforward. There's like mediums. So you could be anxious avoidant. You could be yeah, like a bit of everything. Yeah, a little bit of yeah. everything. But Those that's are all just applicable to partner relationship, family relationships, yeah. business relationships, employer-employee mm-hmm. relationships. It's all applicable to Yeah, that. and it's born in childhood. It's all born in how your parents raised you or how your caregiver raised you. Okay, so can you kind of walk us through my generation were gen x right mm-hmm. so and then versus i guess millennials and uh gen z now right yeah like what are the parents doing what would like baby boomer parents like what were they doing that's kind of feeding those three some of the key points i think like we already kind of said this suck it up don't talk about our feelings i think there m- might have also been like a misconception around let's protect our kids but that doesn't mean protecting them from uncomfortable emotions, right? Like you need to still be able to talk to your child about things that are hard, about emotions and how we feel. And if something upset you, why? Let's help our kids learn how to manage our emotions and understand them and even identify them. Because there's a lot of people that I see, older people now as my clients, who can't even really put their finger on what they're feeling and they can't even articulate it to me, right? So that tells me that they were never really taught or role modeled how to do that, right? So I'm guessing, of course, I don't know for sure, but that yeah, kind of generation yeah. of parents. I'm from a generation, right? first of all, my parents never had these conversations mm-hmm. with me, right? They, they, they wouldn't talk to you about these certain things, right? Okay, there you go, yeah. So, so children, then, children should be seen and not heard. Well, yeah, and so then you, you I guess you, your exposure to it would have been your circle of friends. Right. And you would see how they yeah. would be around you. And then you become a byproduct of your yeah. circle of friends. Which is still a huge influence. Yes, Your of circle course. of friends. Yeah. It's not just your parents. Right. You do get influenced a lot by your friends. Um, but again, if all your friends are with the same type of yeah. parents, we with the same. We don't talk about right. new burn marks, cigarette burn marks on his arm <laughs> that he got from dad. What planet are you t- from, man? <laughs> Depends on the friends you had and the parents they had. Nuts. 
I want to. I, I, I got a question for you, Hannah, but I just want to actually ask you guys a little bit of history of construction. See if you know anything of this, oh uh, Hannah. We, oh God! I, I just pulled it, so I don't necessarily. Oh my gosh! I, the I, okay, <laughs> the pressure's on. Oh my no, God! It's not gone. Don't worry. The ten mega projects through history. All right. Any idea what the ten mega project? You can't answer because you can see them. Great Wall of China. Oh, I was going to guess that. Sixteen forty-four. Okay. Great Pyramid. 2560 BC, Brooklyn Bridge, 1869-1883, that's how long it took, the oh. Panama Canal, 1904, okay. Burj Khalifa, 2004, English Channel Tunnel, Channel, 1988, I didn't know that it started in 88, hmm. to 1994, Hoover Dam, 1936, and Aqueduct, uh, how do you pronounce that, Sylvania, Sylvania, or no, Sauvageau? Uh. <laughs> 112 AD. The aqueduct wow. of uh, What are the biggest projects in America oh. currently going on as of 2020? As of 2020. Currently. So there's a $77 billion California high speed rail construction going on right now. Oh, wow. $77 billion. Mm. Uh, $54 billion Sound Transit 3 uh, uh, construction project. A $52.5 billion Las Vegas Convention Center, People Ooh. Mover. Ooh. I love Vegas. She loves <laughs> Vegas. I've never heard of any you of You love Vegas? I love she Vegas. I would live Vegas. there. Bury me there. How young Bury are you? me there. How young are you? 24. That's why. We've been like four times in the past three years. <laughs> yeah. It's a little stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not allowed to go so to So you're going to be enjoying <laughs> this People Mover thing there once it's completed, I guess. Yep. But, but by the way, Las Vegas Convention Center is such a shithole, but that's okay. Is it? Uh, the $20 billion Hudson Yards in New York and the $17 billion Second Avenue Subway Construction Project. Uh, who owns the most expensive building in the entire world? Dubai. I, I was going to say somewhere in Dubai. It's in Mumbai, India. Oh, really? Two billion dollar oh, yeah. two billion dollar house. Oh wow! Uh, That's insane. So most expensive private residence on the planet. Attila is the Mumbai home of billionaire Mikesh Ambani. Yeah. Uh, twenty seven story tower, which is his home. It was completed in twenty ten wow. and thought to have cost two billion dollars. That's why I got to look that up. I want to see it. Like, mm. the, like the Indian Trump <laughs> Tower. <laughs> <laughs> Um, wow. So yes, yeah, so my question is that since you've been you're brand new to construction, how much of this substance abuse have you seen? Um, I've heard stories. I haven't seen it on you site. You haven't seen it on your sites. No, because that would not rock with me. <coughs> okay. Fly. No. It's dangerous. Very. But I guess my question to both of you is, why do you think? And I'm going to say mostly men because I'm going to point at them. Okay. Why are they so quick to go to a substance abuse? To kind of, the stigma. sorry, the stigma. Mm -hmm. That right? man, they I'm a man. Take it, I'm a man. Yeah, they don't want to talk about it. They don't want to talk about it, so they rather go into a bottle, go into a cigar, go into a cigarette or whatever weed, whatever it is. Yeah. It's like you finished, you finished work. What do you do? Uh, go grab a grab, beer. Yeah, grab a, a beer. Bar. Yeah, grab yep. a beer. Let's talk about things. Yep. You gotta, you gotta have a drink before you go home. Yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. Right? Or so that's why they primarily. That's like the, the. Well, I had a friend. Um, well, I have a friend. And he was going through a lot of the time. And I'm like, you never talk about it. Like, he'll just, like, mention, like, little things. And he'll be like, well, if I just distract myself, I don't have to talk about it or, or feel it. He's like, I just put it in the back of my head. And I'm like, one so day. he was open about it. No, he'll just, like, say little things about what's going on. And then be like, but I don't like talking about it. I just put it in the back of my head. And I don't have to deal with it. And then he smoked a lot and whatever, drank a lot. So I guess that was his out. He just wouldn't think about it, wouldn't talk about it. 
drink it away, smoke it away. Yeah. Well, I mean, mm. we were also talking to another contractor and, and he was talking about how um, a tradesperson, was he a framer? I can't remember which, what trade he was, but his wife left him, turned right to the bottle, and he's oh, basically shit. destroying his body and he's on the verge of death now. He's destroyed his liver, he's destroyed everything now. Oh, it was filmed. Yeah, so it's just like... Yeah. It's unfortunate. How do we see the signs or how can we... If we're a GC on site or if we're a fellow tradesperson on site, yeah. are there kind of like him saying that to you? That's a huge sign for me to think. Yeah. What do you mean? That, 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 that's how you solve that situation. Well, I was the only one he would talk kind of about stuff like that. Like he wouldn't tell his like wife. He wouldn't tell anyone. It was just me. Sometimes I guess, Taylor, people have to find some sort of ounce of goodness in a person that may not necessarily be their significant other or a family yeah. member or a friend. Yeah. And they want to confine with them. Yeah. There's a lot of fear of judgment. And a lot of people, I've heard it from a lot of clients, they say it's so refreshing to talk to someone who doesn't know anyone else in my life, who won't judge me, who is like a third-party perspective, uh, who's just kind. Just listen. Who Just listen. A, a lot of people avoid talking to their friends about certain issues because they get the wrong response. Right? The judgment leads to anxiety. Anxiety leads to... Or maybe they're not getting the answers they want to hear. Yeah, or they're getting answers, period, yeah. right? Sometimes people don't need your advice, right? They they want to be heard. They want to be heard. They want to know that you understand what they're going through. They don't want you to tell them what to do. They want you to just say, wow, that's so hard, or like you yeah. must be really struggling. That's so difficult to go through, or like whatever. Acknowledge you know. their... Just acknowledge, yeah, yeah just Versus, understand. Or if you say something to somebody, and then they turn it around going... Oh, I know how you feel. I had the same. And then next mm -hmm. thing you know, your story. That's it's dismissive, like, though, to do that. It's dismissive. That one, it's, it's a hard line to walk because a lot of people relate and like keep conversations going that way. And I know a lot of people with ADHD, that's how they um, try to make people understand or show that they understand them is by saying, oh, yeah, me too. This also happened to me. So they don't do it out of any ill intent they're not trying to take the conversation over no. they're just trying to say not i for, support not you for some i relate to that because yeah. i know how you feel kind of thing yeah, yeah but it, sometimes it's just not the right response even though there's no ill intent behind it that's mm. just sometimes not the right response depending on the situation so if someone actually has the strength to confide in somebody and mm -hmm. actually start sharing some of the stuff that they haven't shared in their personal circle yeah the best thing you can do is not necessarily make it about you Yes. Like don't you're not a part of this equation. No. This person has come towards you to talk to you yes. about sharing what's going on in their life. Yep. So they're probably so afraid of judgment from their personal circle mm -hmm. that they saw something good and different in you. Mm -hmm. And the last thing you want to do is actually make it about you. Exactly. Yeah. That's why therapy is so good. It's because ethically and just logically, therapists should not talk about themselves. It's a whole hour where we listen to you and get to know you and just are here to understand what you're going through. It's so special, it's so cool to just have someone just dedicate their time to just understand and support you that way. Um, and obviously it's just sometimes harder for other people to, to do that, to be there for others in that capacity. But my biggest tip is just ask like, is there anything I can do for you? Do you want advice? Do you just want a listening ear? You know, can I do something for you? Do you want a distraction? Do you want a shoulder to cry on? Do you want me to leave you alone? You know, ask. 
right? Because a lot of people, they're like, oh, well, I don't know what to do. Like, awkward situation, like, mm. kind of not my place. I've never, you know, been in this position before. I don't know what to do to support this person. So a lot of the times people will resort to being like, yes, me too. I know what that's like. Or, you know, these responses that aren't really effective or at doing anything or helping this person. Just ask. Is that all applicable, though? So let's say you're the GC. So mm-hmm. you're basically the quarterback of the, the game. Yeah. And now you're the one that has the issues. You're the one that mm-hmm. is going through something. Yeah. And you can't communicate with your, like, is that a possibility where all your life everything's perfectly fine, but now all of a sudden you're successful, you're yeah. doing well, mm-hmm. and you're the top dog on this project. Mm-hmm. How do you communicate with somebody then? How do you go to your team that's looking up to you guidance to kind of open up to somebody how is that how does a person do that with a differing power dynamic you yeah mean? and yeah. so like the gc like being vulnerable with yes hmm. that's a huge challenge it is i think it's subjective though because if you're putting yourself up here on this pedestal right on in work environments yes you are running the show right but if you're going to a coworker about some personal issue, you know, remove that power dynamic, right? You don't have to have that power dynamic there anymore. Separate work from personal. If you're looking to get guidance from someone, you don't have to have that power dynamic there. And I think it's a bit of an ego thing too, right? Like they want to seem, you know, big, strong, you know, don't have any issues kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. It's just that ability to be like, you know what? I'm just going to put my guard down, drop the pride, I need help. I want to talk to this guy, right? I'm the one reinforcing this power dynamic in my mind, which is making it difficult for me to reach out when I really need to. Let me just take that out of the equation for now um, because I recognize this is something that I need. Mm. It is true that we make it far worse than what it really is. Yeah, it's this construct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Of our our position and the power dynamic in the workplace and and all those uh, little intricacies. Uh, yeah, just make it a bit more complex, but it doesn't need to be that way. And I think we perpetuate it in our own minds, like, oh, I can't do this because this and that. When, I mean, it's a social construct that's stopping you here. Like, what's yes. most important? Again, what's the cost here, right? But I think, too, like, even just speaking to somebody the way you would like to be spoken to. Yeah, that's huge. Just be nice, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. You know, I mean... To sit there and if somebody's made a mistake chances are they're not doing it on purpose and even yeah. if they are great you don't as soon start yelling at somebody then all this nonsense comes up yeah. but if you just have a conversation about it mm-hmm. and either acknowledge what has been happened or just like that just be nice yeah absolutely you know, I, I think that that's how i am and mm-hmm. you know if, if you're if you're a boss of a or a gc and over a big team of people if you're not, it depends on how close you work with them. I know with me and my guys, I work very close with them. Mm-hmm. So even when mistakes are made, it doesn't matter how angry I am, even if it's completely screwed the day, if everything's just gone to hell in a handbasket. Mm-hmm. Hey guys, you know, just got to be nice about it. I have to eat my problems because yeah. if I just sit there and rant and rave, yeah. in two weeks they're gone mm-hmm. because you start yelling at guys. And when you work all the day, seeing each other, like if you guys just start yelling, if you guys go on vacation Takes sometime, a toll. Yeah. and all of a sudden one of you just snaps on each other and just starts insulting and how, you know, great, guess what? Those vacations aren't going to happen a lot. Yeah. 
you know, but you have if, to be approachable. Yeah, but if something happens and it was, oh, I didn't realize, and you talk about it, going, okay, well, we'll try to manage that next time. Mm-hmm. At least it's a comfortable, you know, you don't well, want to. That shows me that you have emotional regulation. Not everyone has that. Yeah, because what I mean, is that exactly? It's what's her uh, oh. emotional regulation. So something happens. Yeah, it might piss you off or upset you. It, it's ruined the day, the whole work day. But you're able to be like, okay, yes, I feel angry. Yes, this made me upset. But I'm not going to let that totally control my reaction. Okay. Uh, and right. That, so you're able to regulate that yeah. emotion that just popped because up. Because after we have the big hissy fit, after all the, you know, all the fus and God damn it, after all that's dealt with, mm-hmm. we still have the problem to deal with. Right. So let's bypass told, yeah. this little, like little little visit. Yeah. And let's just get right to the problem. <laughs> yeah. and right. Move on with the day. Yeah. yeah. Work sucks as it is. Mm-hmm. So let's just try to have at least some a modicum of fun. Yeah. Absolutely. And just get over it. Yeah. You know. Absolutely. And yeah. I like stuff like I don't know about you guys, but I, I I don't like I don't use humor to 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 mask stuff. I do. But you gotta but you gotta laugh at everything because if you don't laugh, you'll cry. I was just gonna yeah. say, what's your uh, slogan? Yeah, if you don't <laughs> laugh, you'll cry. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to feel crying. If you don't laugh, you'll cry. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I can see that. Yeah. That's her motto. Yeah. Yeah. I hear it once every couple of days. <laughs> that's or actually or no, it's, it's good cry though. in the rain, I guess. Yeah. That's Charlie no Chaplin. Knows. A little Maybe. closet cry. A little closet cry. A little closet <laughs> cry. <laughs> Porta potty cry. Oh Porta god, cry. no thanks. No thanks. Site super's know. office cry. I don't want to go back in the closet. <laughs> I guess I guess there's another situation where you you'd get our generation mm-hmm. that none of this has ever happened to us. And all of a sudden now it's happening to us. And it's kind of boiling over now. Mm. And are we kind of just thinking to ourselves, what the fuck is going on in my life now that I'm feeling weird or I'm feeling different. I'm feeling strange about what's going on in my life. And are they in denial at that point about, no, oh, I can't be anxious. I can't be any of those three. I can't mm. do any of this. There's not I, all through my life, my twenties, I was hard. I was like, good. I was working yeah. all thirties. Perfect. Great. Met the right person. Forties. all. But then all of a sudden yeah. you get into your forties or fifties, whatever. And things change. Yeah. It could happen anytime. Right. Yep. Especially with depression and anxiety. It can happen at any age. And there's, you know, a laundry list full of reasons why it could happen and to explain the onset. But um, yeah, I I could imagine that being so kind of difficult to accept and understand and then acknowledge and do something about it. If your whole life you haven't struggled with any mental health issues and then all of a sudden you're not feeling so good. So you'll probably push it off. Yeah. Right. Because you're not willing to acknowledge like, Oh shit, maybe I am anxious or depressed or whatever it may be. Or things can change in your life that things could just like, well, with COVID, things quiet down. Mm-hmm. If you're so busy working that you, get, you can't hear it, right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you can't go to work, you can't do anything, and then you're sitting at home and you're like, oh, I'm by myself with my own thoughts and feelings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, this is horrible. Netflix, fix me. Yeah. <laughs> or something, or drink this, or excessive, excessive whatever. You know, social media, Facebook, or yeah. whatever. It's just well, you know, I and guess, then yeah. I, I've seen I've seen that kind of go on with people. Oh yeah, and I've had a few convert. I love talking about like that with just just to get those nitty gritty things out. And a few people, once you kind of get to know people, and they start to open up, and they'll actually say like, yeah, like being by myself. They're like, I hate it. It sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, but there's those people like, man, these days I hate people. Is that normal, Taylor? 
<laughs> like I really I do hear that. I, I used to love so much Toronto and downtown and so many people. Yeah. Now I have such a dislike for it that mm. literally you can park me on an island with nobody there and I think I'd probably be a lot be happier. Happy. You'll be happy. Like I really will mm. like what are we gonna do today? First of all, look for food, right? Yeah. And I'll spend my day looking for food. So I just what about if those people they just don't want to be a part of this construct, you know what I mean? And mm. and is that a normal thing to do or is they that's just a painted yeah. picture that they're giving themselves. Um, yeah, I think it's dependent on the case. I think it might be almost like a, a coping mechanism, you know. Like as like they've been through a lot hu- of shit. Human, so like, like humans, like we're a we're a gathering type of people, right? Like yeah. Oh, we you know, need human connection. And then you yeah, need for it. sure. And then, and then you have your bouts where you want to go out and be alone, and whether it's yeah. like you know. But then, when the bouts of being alone is greater than the bouts of being with somebody, yeah, what happens there? Is that you just coping? Yeah, I think it's like a defense mechanism sometimes. Like again, it depends on the case and the person. Yeah. But um, I think at our core, as humans, we need human connection. Yeah. We need it. Well, babies it, that are born and not touched literally die. Well, there you go. Exactly. So. Yeah, it's at our core. We absolutely need it. I think those people that are kind of preaching like, oh, I hate people. I'd rather be alone the rest of my life. I couldn't care less, da, da, da. Um, but like they, right now, while they're thinking in that situation, mm-hmm. that's like that 100% verified. That's how you feel. That's how but they feel maybe, right now. But there's that false connection with social media. I go back to it. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. But like that's fact that the dopamines and all that crap is people liking you or communicating with you mm-hmm. complete strangers is feeding you and you're thinking that you have this huge circle of people that actually think you're an important person mm. but yeah. you're not at that point really yeah you have to reassess be like wait a minute who are the people that are actually are in my life yeah exactly yeah. who are really important yeah. in your life and as we know as you get older that number gets smaller mm-hmm. yeah because you start realizing that okay you're not really connected and then it's just like it could be relationships or it could be family yeah. it could be friendships and people do grow apart yes that's yeah. just a fact you mm-hmm. do like you change you're a different person i'm a different person from my 20s 30s 40s and now yeah. so you do change and you may not stay on the same path as your friends your family or your co-workers mm-hmm. absolutely as you should change if you, you have if to. you don't change so that's the problem yeah right oh, yeah. um yeah say, you know what happens if you don't try <laughs> nothing Nothing. Oh, I love saying that to my clients. If nothing changes, nothing's going to (laughs) change. Because a lot of them are resilient to like trying new things or, you know, doing certain uh, like interventions, right? But they're here in therapy. They want something to change, whether that's their mental state or certain situation or relationship. And sometimes I have to remind them, hey, nothing's going to change if nothing changes you know you have to be willing to put yourself out there and make yourself a little bit uncomfortable and there's that theme again being uncomfortable you know not just sitting alone or distracting yourself or whatever it is you need to be willing to make yourself a little bit uncomfortable to be able to grow well like yeah yeah, i mean my my construction though and men and asking them to be a little uncomfortable is like picking up a broom like, like they don't want to do it. Oh, like mm-hmm. the new guy, the new guy, the new person shows up, and everyone's like, ah. yeah. You know, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a automatic hatred. In the record. Yeah, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, something so, that the, the 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 puke truck doesn't show up until like twelve thirty instead of twelve, and like, mm-hmm. you know, it starts to rain. It's like we live in Canada. We know the weather is going to do something horrible, yeah. and all of a sudden it starts to rain, Bound. and they're like, oh, I can't believe this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mystery. <laughs> How do we change that? Just this like negative kind of perspective. 
I don't think there's an easy answer there. I think it's really easy to pick up the negatives. It's so easy to go, oh, yeah, well, this happened, or it rained today, or, you know, this new guy on the job doesn't know what he's doing, or whatever it may be. It's really easy to pick up the negatives and think about those. But I think if everyone made a conscious decision to start actually counting what they're grateful for, mm. like the good things in the day. Cups half full, not half empty. Yeah. You know? They would actually have more positive experiences on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, somebody, how are you? Well, I'm not bad. Yeah. But what are you? Yeah. yeah. You know, instead yeah. of saying, well, I'm quite happy today. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm not bad. Yeah. You know, it's how you pers- uh, perceive things, I yeah. guess, right? It's, it's like, easy to count things up and, you know, bad things happen to everyone. It's life. Not everything's yeah. going to be easy, right? But we also are... Tell we my have kid. so much. I, we I have my, so I, many good things, you I know. Well, it's, it's so true that not everything that's bad is going to always be bad. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's but it's people need to also yeah. remember that not everything that's good is always going to be good. Yeah. We wouldn't have joy without suffering. Yes. Right? And we wouldn't have pleasure sure. without pain. Yes. Right? So it's just one of those things that we have to accept that's going to be present. Ebbs and flows. It ebbs and flows. And everything, most things, especially emotions and feelings, they're temporary. It comes and goes. Sometimes they'll get really hard. But then it will pass, right? It's nothing worth ruining your day over, maybe. Or, yeah. Right? I tell my kids a lot, detached from the outcome. Mm. You know? So, Hannah, yeah. talking about pain, <laughs> why did you choose construction? You realize that you're 3% of the workforce in Canada. It's 11%, I think, in the U.S. I have no idea what it's like around the world. Um, so, if I may, so, you do project management. So, yeah. so, you went from demolition. So, I went from demo. Um, to project coordinator, which is basically site super. So were you coordinating the demolition jobs that you no. were doing? Or just uh, rebuilds. a completing comp- like a new ho- whole new company? Um, same company, but I was doing like rebuilds and stuff. Okay. So it's restoration. So if there's a fire, we're going to rebuild oh. whatever's damaged, dirt, right. flood. Um, do you still smell smoke? Do I still smell smoke? Yes. Yeah, it's funny how you always just yeah. smell smoke, even yeah. though that the job's been fixed. And yeah, it's you all smell done. it a little bit. Depends, smoke, but mold, uh, wet, like yeah. that damp, like yeah, yeah. a little bit. Um, yeah, so I was kind of thrown into it, um, and I, I ended up loving it. And I was like, okay, I can't see myself doing firefighting anymore. I just love construction. Before firefighting, what was on the table? Training for fire. Honestly, <laughs> I I dropped out of high school twice. I didn't know I was going down the wrong path. I was hanging out with the wrong people. Um, ended up finishing um, high school. Then I went to college for emergency services. Sorry, I met you. Um, <laughs> and then good thing. So for firefighting, you thing, were yeah. in Canada. Did it? Yeah. Okay. That's so it was two, like two years. Um, Three. I did a private school. Okay. Um, so it was. I think it took me like eight or nine months. Yeah, they're like a year intensive kind of thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I went to school for emergency services. Dropped out. I'm like, I don't want to do this because it was more like par- paramedic driven, and I was like. I don't want to do this. And then I was like, okay, firefighting. But I didn't actually really want to do it. Like, I just thought it'd be like a cool job. But then I was like, I don't really see myself doing that. And you I was dodged a huge bullet. Yeah, I know. Well, it's hard to get into, too. You'd be waiting for a job. Yeah. Freaking years. But it's yeah. funny. But as a, like, as a female, you're already at the top of that mm-hmm. list to get in. And I'm That's gay, true. too. You know, and if. Yeah. So does that add to it? Yeah. Like, if, oh, you're, if you're gay, girl, like. Diversity. Diversity. If you, yeah. the more, the more, the more, like more ethnic things like that, it's like because I, I got into firefighting. Yeah. And literally, as I finished my, um, 
I did all my, I did all, all the training, was all that, literally was on a job, but one day I, f I fell down. Mm -hmm. It screwed my knee up, mm -hmm. but that literally I had to resign before I went into active service. Mm -hmm. oh my. And I was like, okay, well, but again, you learn, once you get into it and you learn and you learn all about, and they, they teach you everything and you get to see what it's like, yeah. if they really showed people what the job was like oh. and the people you're with and who you're meeting, nobody would sign up. Oh, really? I've heard awful stories about girls joining like 20 years ago. They would, they tortured the girls. Like they'd put stuff in their lockers. They would embarrass them. Like it was bad. Yeah. Amazing. It was really bad. It's not today still or is it? Not as bad. No, it's more like as, a, a family. It's, yeah. I, you still see it, but not, because I have some friends that are in firefighting that are girls. Um, but it's not as bad, but it does happen. You have like the odd, you know, older guy who's been here for doing it for 30 years. And well, I got this is on. a man's job, yeah. you know, hang on, hang on. I got on it. It was like, it was funny. Cause I was like the old, like I was one of the oldest guys in there and it's the same thing. It's yep. like the stuff you see, it's just crazy. Well, I, I, um, another reason I didn't want to do it is I, I saw a really bad motorcycle accident and the guy died. I watched him crash and literally sat with him till he died. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I can't do this every day. It's going to mess with me. Yeah, that was tough. You were like the first on scene, were you not? Yeah, yeah. I, I watched I watched it happen. Mm. He drove right in front of me and crashed. And I was like, yeah, I was like, I can't do this every day. Mm -mm. So then got thrown into construction. Yeah, pretty much. But From I was always interested in it. In what aspect? Like I'd, like, I'd be like driving with my mom. And I'd be like, oh, cool. Like, look at the construction workers. Like, just like that. Oh, I never, I never, I never saw myself doing it just because it was that stigma, like, this is for men. And this is before it, like, came out. Did your mom good. mention that, too, as well? Because whenever you look at a job site, you, you'd be hard-pressed to find the one woman. Yeah, and well, no, she she's just, she just wants me to be happy. She doesn't really care what I, Perfect. I yeah, she's been, like, super supportive. Um, but, yeah, like, I just would drive and I would see construction. I'd be like, oh, I could, I, I, I would want to do that, but I never thought it was reality. And I got thrown into it, and I was like, okay, there's more girls in it than you would think, but it's rare. Like, I'll be on a site when I was a site super, and there might be one other girl, maybe. Yep. So That's about right. Yeah. yeah. But it piqued your interest, which is cool, because yeah. a lot of people go through most of their life and can't even find that one thing that piques their interest. Yeah. Like, I like it. It's, it's good. What about the mental bullshit, the games from some of the old school cavemen that are in the industry? All that crap. You just kind of... I like it. It fires me out. Really? I like it. Yeah, I'm like, say it to me. Say, say it really? to me. But as you're, a man, as you're in project <laughs> you're management. You're a girl. You're a girl. You can't lift as much as us. You, oh, yeah. I'm you like, let's go. be here, you know? There it's was actually a one time there was, um, I was doing a hotel and there was like a beam and the guys were like, we can't lift it. Like, we're going to, we can't do it today because we can't lift it. I'm like, if I go up there and I can lift this, you're doing it today and you're not leaving till it's done. So I went up and I, li I, I could pick it up. I'm like, there's would, four of you. Pick I, up the beam. <laughs> I would never question a woman, man. Yeah. I, I tell you right oh. now, I would never question it. It just makes no sense because there's a lot of weak guys out there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, or just lazy, lazy. weak. Lazy mm. excuses. Yeah. Well, because I was going up and I'm like, I better be able to pick this up. Cause <laughs> <laughs> it's like my mom. It's like, I can't find this mom. She's like, if I go up there, if I can find yep. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's true. And she'll find it. Yeah. yeah. Always. So with Always. project management, what are you doing now? Like, So I'm pretty much, say we get an emergency, there's a flood in a basement. I'll go to the job. Um, Measure it out, do a sketch. Um, if there has, if because it's insurance, right? Yeah. So I'll see if like whatever it's worth putting a claim through. Um, if there needs to be emergencies, we'll like you know cut drywall, rip up the floor. Um, 
and then do a repair estimate. Because that's typically what flood, fire, yeah, mold, 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 mold yeah. remediation. Yeah, and yeah. Um, like natural disaster. Like yeah. I think it was May, the windstorm. Yeah, it was super busy. Just like shingles flying off. All over the place. Oh, all yeah. The, all the roofers. If you're started, a smart roofer, you'd be driving around going, hey, do you need me to go up I there? I know. Yeah. I know. It'll cost X amount. Yeah. That would have been smart. Yeah. Well, we are at your cottage and it was happening. Oh, and the that. tree fell. Oh, my yeah, gosh. Yeah, that. A tree like this thick <laughs> snapped in half on my cottage neighbor. And the, another tree snapped and fell on the... Uh, the electrical wire, the line. We had no, we had no power no for water. a full night. No water, no power. Way it, too it, much. <laughs> way too many of us in the rickety old, very small. I thought it was gonna take flight. I'm sure you guys are gonna survive. No. Um, oh, it was funny. Make a fire. <laughs> it was hilarious. Yeah. Every yeah yeah it was it was it was fun. Couple <laughs> couple incidents, it's how but it's we how made a it. Cottage should have been. <laughs> it honestly yeah. was the highlight of, of the day. Yeah, like, exactly. Honest, we had one of those like tents that extend <laughs> from the legs. I don't know what they're called. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You can drill them in. They have like those little triangle legs. And they extend. Oh, okay. You're looking at me confused. You well, because if mean? it's not a hotel and it doesn't have room service, I don't know what you're talking about. Ah, that's you're not me. No, man. that's me. I was like, I need to leave yeah. right now. I'm going home. I'm packing my <laughs> stuff and leaving. Yeah. Well. The wind was ripping our little tent thing out of our deck, and we thought it would like crash right into our cottage window. So I was like, "Hand me the drill!" And I'm there in like a hundred kilometer winds, like unscrewing this thing out of the deck. Like everyone's like flipping tables upside the down. The trees almost fall on the car. We were moving the car. It was like the most chaotic scene. It was hilarious, but I felt like I was in a movie. I was like, "Give me the drill!" What if you moved the car to where it actually dropped? Okay, true, but <laughs> it was falling, and I was I was like, okay, no, so yeah. we had to back it up, move it up on the grass. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was chaotic. Yeah, it was chaotic. Yeah, mm -hmm. we made it. Through. I don't we go survived. into the wilderness unless I'm in like we're I'm glamping. Yeah, yeah, glamping. We said if we're ever going camping, we're getting an RV. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I'm not a camper. I'm, I'm not sleeping in a tent. I got I'll a question you for you, Hannah, like uh, before. But before I get ask you the question, I'm just going to ask you a little bit of OBC talk. Oh God, Ontario Building Code. Oh. Types of beam structure. <laughs> Don't ask me this. What do you mean? Continuous beams. A continuous beam is one that has two or more supports that reinforce the beam. Hmm. That's a beam. Simply supported beams. Simply supported beams are those that have supports at both ends. Just so you know, so you can go into a structure and take a look at it. I didn't okay, know all thanks. this. It's simple. Okay, okay, so fixed beam is another type of beam structure. Overhanging beams, cantilever beams. It's a lot of different beams. Do you know what the rule of thumb for cantilever beams are? No. How much it has to go into the structure as uh, it can go out of the structure? Is it three to one? No, two to, to one. Two to one. Two to one. Two to one. So whatever you put into the house, that's how much you can okay. put out. out. Four feet in, two feet out. Okay. That's that how much you can later. What are the three types of support conditions in beams? <laughs> you didn't, she didn't tell you it was like a whole Q and A. No. Roller. Goes, don't worry. They're not going to ask you anything about construction. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'll do it. That's all we're asking you. <laughs> what I have to convince her somehow. We got to get her on the show. The three types of support conditions and beams are roller, pinned, and fixed conditions. Okay. Connections. Sorry, are the three most common types of supports and beams. Uh, what are the six types of beams out there? Jim beam. No, oh, there's sorry. a universal beam, a hip beam, a truss beam, a lattice beam, a composite beam, a chilled beam, a reinforced concrete beam, and a steel beam. I was going to say LVL. <laughs> <laughs> what is the maximum length of beam? 
As long as you can pre-stress concrete beams, there is no limit to the length of a beam. Beam me up. So, in fact, the world's longest bridge is a continuous span beam at almost 24 miles long. Oh, nice. And that's in Lake Pontchern. Pontchern? Causeway? I don't know. Right there. It's a two-lane section that runs parallel to one another. A little bit of OBC talk. But I want to ask you, uh, or did I ask you? No. Color tool are you? You already asked me this. I, that's what I thought. You don't remember. She's the best color. She yellow. chose red. Oh, yellow. That's yellow. why That's why I didn't remember it. <laughs> why? What's your color? He's in denial. I'm not in denial. Are you red or red? No, I'm not red. I'm not Milwaukee or Hilti. I'm Bosch. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I don't know. What color name. drill was the drill that you were helping save the cottage and your lives at the cottage during this windstorm? It was red <laughs> it was red i think it was milwaukee it's all my dad's tools he has he has a lot of tools so, so I don't, why is I'm he not all totally red this is true why is yeah. he all red because oh. it's is he dave. 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 dave dave's the best handyman i know he's a handyman he's that's the man he was uh he's a handyman that's why he's red he was yeah. a wood <laughs> wood shop <laughs> teacher back in the day oh, so really? i knew i know a few things he put me to work so i built a few things in my day nice. what did you build like a chessboard uh, well, I've helped like, no, no. <laughs> I, I just took that and I was like, wait a minute. No, I have not built that. <laughs> no, like furniture. I've helped like reno our house, like flooring, really? the bathroom. Like I've always been like the helper, the helper of the family. He put me to work. So I learned a lot in just that. And I got like A pluses on all my science projects because I built some cool stuff. She's like, so. I can't come out. I have to shovel snow <laughs> or I'm yeah. raking the lawn. I can't come out. Yeah, I'm or we're cleaning working. the garage out today. I can't come out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm always working. Oh, we're emptying the cottage of shit. <laughs> can't come out. Bin. Can't come out. Yeah, always working, you doing something. To, you gotta come to our place. <laughs> oh, I'm done. Yeah, I'm moving out actually. So I'm retiring from the moving on. Yeah, the family know, he'll call worker. you. Oh yeah. That's You're like, what are you doing Saturday? I'm like, oh nothing. Okay, perfect. <laughs> no, it's good come though. I learned leaves. a lot. I'm I'm glad he put me to work because I learned a lot, and I don't need anyone to like help me build something like as long as it's builds a fairly simple it builds a good sense of independence yeah that you can do something oh you know the older you get it's always nice to have a helper though oh for sure there's always a a need for a second body right well now that i'm older too like i want to help my dad when i was younger i was like oh you know (laughs) but now i'm like well i want to help i also want to learn because i don't want to have to outsource when i live on my own one day because we're really expensive that's why yeah well yeah exactly well you're the professionals but if i can get by uh you know doing a little bit but on my own like i'd like to you can call somebody to help you and if you have the the wherewithal the, to yeah, know what you're doing, then, exactly. you know, that's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Well. So how much longer or what else you want to do in construction, Hannah? I want to learn, like, everything. Well, not everything. but Everything. I want to learn, like, because before I was, you know, doing demo and I was project coordinator slash site super. Now I'm project manager. I don't know if I want to be a project manager forever. I want to learn it, though. But like, yeah. are you, you're not on the tools at all? Or are you... No. Not at all. I mean, do you want to get your hands back on the tools and be productive with your, not productive, but you know <laughs> what I mean? But like, do you want to do, do you want to get back on and do? Or are you happy being behind the scenes with the administrative organization, running the people, managing? I would go on, I would definitely get on tools. Like I wanted to go back to school to be like a plumber or something. Um, I did. Now that I'm in this position, I don't know if I would. You're probably better off from what I've been told by speaking to 
the top three mechanical trades, which is plumbing, HVAC, and electrical, find someone to be an apprentice for. I know, I was thinking about it. Instead of school. Because you honestly, you will learn better. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because I think it's not like four months on and then the rest. Yeah, exactly. I was thinking about it. Um, The only problem is that the most established of the top three, they don't want you. You're brand new. You're yeah. green, right? They yeah. want somebody who's got three, four years already. Uh, you know, but but some do because they you don't have the bad habits. Well, I have like hookups. I know like a lot of the guys, they'll do like large loss jobs and only big jobs. But I'll call them and they'll do like a small job for me because they're like super close. So like if I really wanted to, like I could, I have hookups there. Um, but I just need that push. I just want to learn a little more before I do that because I could always bounce back. You know, if I didn't like it or but like they say, if you're gonna learn it, like the trade is the trade. Pick your trade, carpenter, plumber, electrician. But then if you want to be successful in business at it, you learn the business end. So if right now you're focusing more on the admin business side of it, definitely pay attention yeah. and learn that. So that then when you get your desired skill that you want, and then you jump into a business, you've got that nice balance. Because yeah. most guys are great craftsmen. Yeah. And all of a sudden... You know, you're working for 25, 30 bucks an hour for somebody. Now you're going to go be a business person and do it. Yeah. And a lot of guys undervalue what they're worth. Yeah. They're happy making an extra five, 10 bucks an hour, not knowing that they should be charging double to triple. Yeah. So learning the business end and the admin stuff mm-hmm. now is actually to your advantage. Yeah. Where most people get into it, they're about 30, 35. I'm going to do this on my own. They go do it. 10 years later, they're bankrupt because, well, I don't know how I didn't make any money. Mm-hmm. Or they're so focused because, again, like stubborn, like. Value the paper yeah. a lot more than the hammer. Yeah. Like really do that. Mm-hmm. If you do that, then you'll be hugely successful. Yeah. Right. And uh, I feel like the position, I'm very grateful because there's not a lot of project managers my age, especially girls. Um that are in the position that I'm in, like, I've, I don't want to say like it was all my dad, but he got me into the industry, mm-hmm. and I don't think but you I still w- have to prove yourself. Yeah, exactly. She worked really hard. I worked yeah. really hard. Worked really hard. Yeah. Like, three years ago, I was making eighteen dollars an hour. Now I'm like, not even close to that, right? Like, I, it just feels really good that like, you know, like. But you earned that. You worked for it. Yes, one hundred percent. And again, I had to prove myself. I I worked my ass off for years I worked weekends whatever just to prove myself especially because I'm a girl and someone gave me the chance and I'm I am a project manager now which is crazy to think in such short time mm-hmm. I'm where I'm at now so don't get cocky though huh? I promise don't I won't get I'm, not, like, I'm very oh, humble I'm young and I've learned so much and I'm way ahead of the game no I'm not because life will snap and all of a sudden you'll be like fuck what happened yeah Right, so don't get too cocky. I won't, I promise. I'm pretty humble, but I'm, I'm proud of myself. I'm proud of it. myself. I'm good. proud of you, you too. Good for you, honestly. Every time you tell me that story, I'm like sitting here like a proud mom. I'm just like <laughs> so happy. You've done so well, but you've worked really hard. Like yes. someone can get you in the door, but you have to work your ass off to stay there. And that goes for everybody that gets into any industry, yep. especially the yep. construction industry. Like you can think you got a free ride, but no. Oh, yeah, it. if you're shit, then bye. They're, yeah. they're not going to keep you yep. just because you know someone. No. Yeah. You'll get All your foot in the door, your resume, an extra look, but then you got to... All, all yeah. the people that I've ever met that are just, according to them, the best, the top of the game. I'm the, oh, yeah. I'm the, you know, I, I see them all, according all the time. According to them? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You've met those people where it's like, if you're a tile installer, it's like, yeah. I'm the best. I'm the best out there. <laughs> <laughs> if you are, why are you working? Yeah. You know, all the people that are always, according to them, the best at what they are, 
not a single one have I ever seen later on in life being the best of them. Yeah. You know, they're somehow, some way, the most broken version of them. Yeah. So. Fair enough. <laughs> there you go. I do want to get a little serious with it. I want to share a story. I, I had a guest on the show, um, I don't know, maybe six months ago, Brad the Builder. Okay. Super nice guy. And during the course of the show, I'm trying to remember the exact number. Do you? I don't know. I, I can't remember the number, but I'll put it in the notes. And he, halfway through the show, he opened up about how he had major addiction problems with drugs, alcohol, mm-hmm. and almost destroyed him, right? But eventually he found the strength to get help from his family. Mm-hmm. And he's turning his whole life around. And he did talk about being on the job site where he was completely drunk, high at times, operating tools. Mm-hmm. You know, exactly. And it was putting himself at risk and possibly other people. And I just, I'm bringing this up because I do have a, another friend of mine who's 10 years younger than mine, than myself. And his dad recently approached me because I found out that for years he got hooked on heroin. This mm-hmm. kid, I've known him since he was a kid. Okay. And so they finally found him after so many times that he was almost uh, rushed to the hospital and he was actually pronounced dead. If you, this is a 40 year old man that I've known since his teenage years, right? And he just got into the wrong crowd and it was cocaine led to heroin, all kinds of stuff, meth, all shit, right? He's in a care facility now, 40 years old, care facility, can't even walk. And he's got so many heart problems. The doctors have said that he's basically lost half his function of his brain. He's gonna need care for the rest of his life. His His rest of his life might not even be that long, to be honest. But his dad approached me recently because he's got concerns about his other son, who's about uh, three or four years younger than this first son. Mm -hmm. And he's gone through a bad, nasty separation, divorce, and he's turned to the bottle. Mm. And so now his dad's worried about his bottle. And then, you know, like there's all these little signs that he's like, listen, he's a hunter and he's got a bow. He doesn't have a gun, but I'm concerned him and his ex-wife and the kids. And you're hearing all this stuff. And it's just like it's it's not. I'm, I'm around it, but I never, I never got into that whole world and I'm trying to, and all I did was listen to the dad. I couldn't say anything. I couldn't yeah. contribute or anything. I just listened to him. And so I just like, how do we deal with this? I guess as a parent, as a friend, how do we see these signs of these people? Cause to me, these, these will always be kids that I've known mm-hmm. and to see him the way he is. And realistically he will be dead soon because of everything that he's done to his body. So I don't know how, how like his dad has already told me he's already expecting his first son to pass away, which might trigger his second <coughs> son to either take his own life or just turn to the, like, every day bottles of alcohol are consumed by this kid. Even though he's 37 or whatever, it's still a kid to me. Yeah. And so his dad is trying to understand and his dad's he's old school creation. And this is where he came from. And he doesn't understand this shit. And his, his wife passed away from breast cancer a decade earlier. Yeah. So it's just like, how do we deal with that? How do we, as a parent, as a friend, as a sibling, as uh, like it's that's it's that's the extreme, that's yeah, tough. That's but I'm really commend difficult. like a re- very respectful of Brad, and he turned yeah. his life around. And the first step that I remember talking about on the show, it took him so much strength to just ask for help from his mom, and it was his mom that helped him turn around. And wow. he just one day at a time, and he's slowly turning his life around. Yeah, that's amazing. Right, but I mean, some people can't, and and you yeah. heard the stories over heroin is a walking dead drug, and all this yeah. like basically once you get consumed and tied from it, it's hard. You can't let go of it. It's, yeah, it's tough. I don't know much about addictions, but I do know that unfortunately, it really takes that person who's addicted to want to get help before anything can change. Like us telling them, "Oh, that's so bad for you," 
isn't going to help, right? I think the best thing we can do is just show them that we're there for them. Like you said, like your buddy, when he was able to finally tell his mom, that's when things changed. She probably expressed her support and her availability to help him and him thinking on it, thinking, okay, I'm ready to change. Who do I have? This person told me that they're there for me, right? So he went that route. So I think expressing our concern and our want to help, our support, that way they know uh, that we're there for them is is a big thing. Um, I guess that's also the power of addiction because, I mean, you know you have a problem. Yep. And as you're doing whatever it is you're addicted to, the the alcoholism, the Mm -hmm. drugs, as you're doing it, you know, yeah, it's a bad thing to do. Yeah. And once you keep feeding it and it's just got to hit, you got to hit, you just, you got to hit and not even say rock bottom, but some people have got to go beyond that until finally they're just like, I got to do it. Yeah. And some people can get out of it and some some people can't. It's just unfortunately the nature. And I think that like you're saying, like, it's hard to say, like when you've asked you, like, what's a good, like, because everyone's case is so different. Was it, it a childhood trauma? Was it this? Was it that? I mean, well, stump like a, a, a stub toe to to me is just an annoyance. To mm-hmm. some people, it's a life changing event. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it all depends on the culmination of everything that's happened yeah. to you, which makes well. And each each person that, and I guess in therapy, that's the thing. In in yeah. therapy, every single you could say have one conversation with somebody that could just snap that light, and they're like, oh, that's awesome, mm-hmm. and they can go about their day and. Some people, it's a client for 20 years. Yeah, absolutely. I think you make a good point, though. Addiction is oftentimes a symptom of trauma, as is depression, as is anxiety. All of those are often symptoms for a trauma. Something happened to them, and now this is their body's reaction, either their protective system, defense mechanism, distraction, vice, way of coping, you know, when we've been through a lot and we don't have the tools to handle it, like the emotional regulation or the distress tolerance, we end up developing really maladaptive ways of coping that can lead to anxiety, depression, addiction. So with addiction, you know, a lot of things are just band-aid solutions. Mm-hmm. But if you want long-term recovery, successful recovery, if there's a trauma present, that needs to be addressed and that wound needs to be healed for something to actually change substantially and stay that way long term so i'm a man and i'm finally telling myself that i'm going to therapy Mm -hmm. reluctantly whether it's couples therapy or just family whatever some sort of i want to go see you Mm -hmm. i want to go speak to you yeah what's the mindset i should be in like what's the the headspace that i should be in not reluctant (laughs) Because if you're not willing to listen, or you're not open-minded, or you don't really want to be there, then you're not going to really hear what I have to say. You're not going to be willing to share with me what you're feeling. You're not going to be able to, or be willing to try new things. Hmm. You know, you're wasting your money and time. Walking in there going, she better not tell me I'm bullheaded and belligerent. Like, get rid of all that. Just be open to it. Okay. The more you're willing to share with your therapist, the better we're able to help you. Right. If we don't know what happened in your life or what's happening in your mind, what you're feeling, what you're going through, how are we supposed to help you? 
So being vulnerable is a big piece of therapy, but it also takes time. And we understand that you have to build that relationship with your therapist so that you feel comfortable sharing certain things, right? Some things are just sensitive that you can't just open up as easily to others about, right? So sometimes that takes time, but be open, be willing to try new things or to think new ways and be willing to share about your life because this isn't therapist talking time, right? This is their time to process emotions and think about their life and reflect. So my biggest piece of advice is yeah, just be open. open. Just be open to it. Be willing to at least try it out, right? Because if you're reluctant, it, it most likely will not work. You won't see any positive change from it. But I still see like, you know... Yeah, it's 2020. There's a, a, like the discussions we're having now. 2022. Are, 2022. But you know what I mean? But we're having... <laughs> we're stuck in 2020. But we're having those discussions <laughs> now that, you know, about mental health and all these things that were never, not even there like even five, ten years ago. It was still that suppress and just suck it up and do this. Yeah. And even though it's nice we're talking, I still think that even even guys like me, I mean, like I... I I love talking about it and getting it out and discussing and yeah. and getting to the root of those problems to see when you can have that eureka moment, like so why it was the way it is and how it was. But there's still, I think, uh, so much um, reluctance, especially from a male perspective, that mm -hmm. it's still I considered know. unmanly. I think it's the industry in general, our, our yeah, masculine-dominated so. industry. Yeah. But, even, isn't it, 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 but even in an office environment, like you know, I agree. I agree. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's still like that. But we're in, in construction, you're around all that oh, yeah. reluctance. Yeah, because, I mean, and, and so as they're feeding as, each other. Like here in this society, in Toronto, in Canada, you get into some other cultures where they're still like, you know, like you look at the comedians that go on stage and in the different cultures, they still make fun of the, the white people that, that, that do like to talk about it and to have these things where there's those those societies are still sucking it up and getting hit by grandma grandpa like mm. they're still getting beaten by their parents oh, I and see. yeah it's totally acceptable <laughs> and things like that yeah and even yeah. now people nowadays on social media it's like ah you know you can tell that you know what, what is that meme going around where they say like yeah i can see evidence that you were never hit as a kid because of the way you yeah, behave yeah and this, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i've seen know, that I yeah. mean, it, it's funny, it's haha, -ha, but at the same time, it's like, I don't know. like Yeah, but people were beat too. They turn out bad too. It's just like. Oh, yeah. Some were good. Yeah. I turned out okay. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I guess it's yeah. both or whatever. It's just whatever you do with it. I guess it's yeah. also how you get. If you're getting beaten for disciplinary reasons, that's oh, one thing. talking about sticks and belts and wires. School. Yeah, this yeah. was normal, Wet right? towels. Oh, yeah. God. Wet towels. That's soft. Italian. That's a spa. What's wrong with your wet spa? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> with the right a piece whip. Of, a piece of You're two by four uh, or oh a belt uh, with the buckle side? Oh. Like not the leather soft cow no, side? The no. That's where the damage. Sticky <laughs> leather side. The more blood draining <laughs> buckle side. One last segment here. Green Book Talk. You're familiar with the Green Book? Yeah, but... <laughs> Basic working at heights requirements. Plenty of companies are not meeting the basic ministry of labor, mole, our moly, 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 moly requirements at a working at heights program. Here are some things you should be doing if your employees are working at heights. One, you are required under the Ontario Occupational Health and Safety Act and regulations, which is OSHA, our green book, to inspect your fall protection equipment every time you use it. Is that true or false? True. 
You're not supposed to answer it. Tr- I don't know. True. <laughs> True. You must have a checklist to show what you inspected the equipment for, and it must be signed off and dated. True or false? Uh, I think that's false. True. Really? If you don't have a copy of the inspection sheet, how do you prove to the MOL when they do inspect it? Okay, fair. That makes sense. Number two, a rescue plan. Mm-hmm. Anytime you're wearing fall protection equipment or using safety net, you must have a rescue plan attached to that. So you need to figure out what's going to happen in the event. Yes. Uh, so now site specific in writing must be in place before the work starts, must be trained on, must be explained and understood by all workers on site. Mm-hmm. Ladders. If you use ladders on your job site, they must be inspected every single day. True or false? You're going to use them. Uh, just like fall protection equipment, they must be a written checklist. Yes. It's true. It's true. Uh, oh, and true. which, uh, so inspected by your ladders, the date and the person who inspected it, you should also have your ladders numbered so you can identify each ladder. If you have four ladders on your truck and they are not numbered, how does the MOL know which one you actually inspected? it? Good I've done point. none of these things ever, and I work up ladders. But all these the are time. just basic. So I started by saying basic working were height requirements, right? I'm not, even, I'm not even doing the basic. Oh, no. Well, I had an, an MOL guy come to one of my sites. A moly moly? Yes. And <laughs> he had a mole on site. He was, he, didn't, he was so lazy. It was like a, there was eight floors, and he'd go on one floor and be like, that's all I needed to see. I'm like, okay, perfect. But like. He didn't want to uh, climb the other side. No, because. There was no elevator, so he didn't want to take the stairs. <laughs> Swear to God. Well, a good one. Um, we were doing, um, <laughs> I did a, a small job at uh, Bruce Nuclear. We got yeah. called in yeah. there. And um, uh, end of the day anyway, so they had gotten a shipment of different ladders, all different heights, step ladders. And they had a new maintenance guy in there. And he thought he was being smart um, by uh, identifying each one. putting the, And he used an engraving tool to engrave each one. It must have been like 15, 20 grand fiberglass, <laughs> like beautiful ladders. Yeah. I already oh know where no. this is going. At the end, by, by, the, by his inspector came in, at the end of the day, they were just like telling, like I got four ladders that day because he's like, take what you want. It's all garbage. Yep. Mm-hmm. Every single one went to scrap. They said they can have <laughs> stickers. They can be written on. You can't on. engrave no, it. You can't. Engrave he it. compromised no. it now. Yep. Every single one. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's and you rough. see some of the ladders I've climbed up with the rungs bent. He's uh, so proud. Probably <laughs> proud of his penmanship and everything. Oh yeah, yeah. writing. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. like it was all <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh wow, that was something. Taylor, thank you very much. We got one yeah. last segment to do. Uh, see if there's any else, anything that we want to talk about still. Yeah. But www.thetherapyspace.co. Yeah. That's not a mistake. It's co. Uh, <laughs> info at thetherapyspace.co. And on Instagram, it's thetherapyspace underscore. Okay. Hannah, Compass Construction Project Manager. Good luck with it. Don't Thank take you. any shit from the cavemen in this industry. Eh? I won't. I Don't promise. ever take any shit. I from won't. Them. I won't. Don't. Triple mm. W. Send them our way. Send triple uh, <laughs> W compassconstruction.ca and Hannah at compassconstruction.ca. Yeah. Jay, you have any last minute kind of questions or whatever before I get into the 12 questions of construction? Hannah, oh. make oh, at least no. one make I at least butchered one post. these no, last time. No, these are, yeah, I you know. I make really it, did. Make at least I panicked. one post. One post? Okay. Okay. I'll make a post. Can I say one thing? Yes. We actually have really low cost therapy right now. I just want to mention. Oh, it. okay. Yeah, we have some new interns on board at my practice, and they're as low as fifty dollars a session, which is like a steal, really. So that's good to know. Um, yeah, because I know therapy is really hard to 
find, um, especially affordable therapy. So they're, it's they're there to learn and to gain experience. Yeah. So they finished all the coursework of their master's program, and now they're just basically getting hours. Um, four out of five of them are already qualifying registered psychotherapists, so they're registered with the college. They can still be covered by insurance, um, and yeah. So they've. They're doing really well, but they're still taking on new clients, and as low as fifty dollars a session makes it really easy. So, is everything in person, or are you guys doing Zoom or virtual? It's all, it's virtual. all virtual. Okay, all yeah, right, so cool. yeah. But I thought I'd mention it because I don't think people know. They don't realize. They that. don't realize. No, yeah, no, which so is great. Easy to do from home. Pretty cheap. Um, we have five interns. Two of them are guys, so that's good for guys wanting to get into therapy. I think too. Sometimes. Why, uh, why are you doing virtual and not in? Are, are you doing if people want in? person are you doing are you offering that or no um for a few clients but i'm kind of phasing it out like just in general yeah but nothing to do with more, COVID or just it was COVID at the beginning yeah. um but just as we opened our business we thought let's just start out virtual eventually we do want to have like a a wellness center of sorts for now we're just virtual but we are finding that most people want virtual Has so it, it's really yeah. it's easier but i'd rather but I'd rather speak to you. I don't know. It's the uh, same thing with podcasts, well, right? It's just I'd rather speak to you in person. Like, has there been a study done to see like the one-on-one versus the? I think there has. Um, it's all about like the therapeutic relationship. So I think it might be easier to build with someone in person, and the therapeutic relationship is the biggest factor um, in outcome of therapy. It, besides any other intervention, any other theoretical modality, doesn't matter. If you have a good relationship with your therapist, that's the strongest leading factor in right. how good therapy is going to work, if it's mm. going to be effective. So I think it's easier to build that relationship in person, although virtual means that people who are depressed and anxious don't have to get out of bed. They're accessing good services, more therapy. It's yeah. easier for them. I think it's more they're accessible. It's accessible. They don't have to drive. And if they're comfortable, um, they're more relaxed. If they're relaxed, they're more open. Yeah. Yes. Throw so, on the ring light and then go to town. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I think there's something to be said for that because meeting someone uh-huh. in person. What light? The, the ring, ring light. light. <laughs> you don't know what a ring light is? Everybody. It's, uh, <laughs> it's like on a tripod and you use it obviously for like. don't have it's TikTok. Why, it's yeah. why the Kardashians <laughs> look pretty, okay? It's just like. You have to phone up to it. It's a tripod and it has like a giant ring light. Ring it's a circle. Oh, that's and where you always see the thing in the pupil. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. You that's, got that's it. I thought it was giveaway. a mirror. That's no, a no. Giveaway. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Learned something. Thank you. He's <laughs> gonna no, go on so Amazon. It's, it's good that yeah, he's gonna yeah. buy yeah. them right after that. They're really cheap, by the way, too. Amazon. Uh, so it's good that you're offering that. That's really yeah. great. I think it'll there's really something to be said for that. It'll really up my TikTok videos. You have TikTok. Yeah. Oh no. You haven't oh, seen no. my dances. Oh, oh no. no. None of those <laughs> things are real. <laughs> are you ready for this? You can do it again because oh. you were so pressured last time. I panicked. I said the I stupidest thing. So we'll go no, slow. Okay, help me out here. No, 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 no. This is a reflection like, of you. Yes, they're not. Oh, there is oh no gosh. right or I'm wrong. I'm like, okay. There's no right or wrong, but you can definitely <laughs> no right sound wrong, dumb. Like, just don't sound wrong. <laughs> ready? Like me. Are you ready, Hannah? <laughs> no. What is your favorite construction word? Oh. Now you got an idea of where it's going. Okay. Um, Tay, what's yours? I'm going to think. I'm pretty sure I said like two by four. She's probably <laughs> like hammer. <laughs> I like hammer. A jackhammer. I don't know. <laughs> hammer. Yours yeah. is a jackhammer? No, I don't know. <laughs> jackhammer? I, I was just throwing out some stuff. What's my favorite construction word? I don't know. See, I don't know. What did your dad used to say when you, you were helping him? Put the flashlight on the right <laughs> spot. <laughs> that's a, that's a, I don't have a word. 
fuck? I don't know. He just, he'd be mad. I wasn't doing the flashlight job correctly. Holding so. it straight, started to dim, the light yeah. started disappearing. Yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> like, <laughs> fix it. <laughs> what is your least favorite construction word? Um, I don't like the word screwdriver. Mm. I don't know why. It's a great drink. It's a little it is a good drink. It's a little aggressive. It is. Screwdriver. <laughs> screwdriver. No. Mm-mm. Okay. All right. Taylor? Oh, here we go. Oh, God. Put the flashlight over there. <laughs> She's <laughs> like, flashlight. Flashlight. <laughs> flashlight every time. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, my least favorite? How can you have it, like, in what way? How can you have a least favorite word? I don't know. Word you just do not like in the same way she just said mm. that. Ministry of Labor. Moly, moly, moly. Okay. I don't like the moles. The moles. <laughs> I'm with you guys. <laughs> what turns you on in construction? Turns me on. Yep. Not screwdriver. N- not the screwdriver. Not the screwdriver. Okay, but what turns you on? Um, the hammer. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I think my jackhammer <laughs> answer is appropriate <laughs> in this question. What turns you off in construction? Men. <laughs> really? That's pretty well, Just assholes yeah. in general. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I I'd agree with you on that yeah. one. Yeah. I'm right there yeah. too. What turns you off in construction? <laughs> mm, I think I said smoking last time. Great yes. answer. Uh, yes. Yeah. I'll say catcalling this time. Hmm. Cool. Yep. What is your favorite annoying. curse word or phrase? Favorite curse word? <laughs> Motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> uh, probably just fuck. I, I have a potty mouth. That it comes out of my mouth a lot. So, what is your favorite vehicle? Anything in the world, not construction oh. related. Anything in the world? Um, I like G wagons. G wagons. Yeah, I, I love a matching G wagons. I love that. Oh, I do. It's always been like my. If I get rich, that's the car I'm gonna have. But if I don't get super rich, I'm just like a little rich, I'll get a Bronco. Cute. Yeah. But those kind of cars are nice. Least favorite vehicle in the world. Oh. Mm-hmm. A Sunfire. <laughs> <laughs> I hate those. You know stuff. what that is? Yeah, they're so fucking ugly. Yeah. How do you know what that is? Oh, they're awful. That's, I like cars. I'm a car, I'm way, a car gal. That's like, wait, that's the n- um, early, late 80s, uh, early 90s? No, late 90s. Late yeah. 90s. It came out in like 90... I'm a car girl. I love cars. What is Sunfire? Yeah, that's like actually, that's, that's a terrible, aw- yeah. that's that's a terrible car. That's an awful car. It was. A terrible yeah. car. Why? Yeah, was it terrible like? shape, terrible everything. I it's awful. what that looks like. You don't even know what a Sunfire looks oh, like? Oh, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. That image will be burned on your skull yeah. for the rest of your life. You a don't want it to be Avert your eyes. Okay, let's see. Sunfire car. Oh, these you. bad boys. <laughs> Those bad boys. Yes, yes. Bad boys. <laughs> I still see the odd that, one around here. That weapon. Day. If you is like a Sunfire, you'll love a Ford Taurus. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, it's the Pontiac. I was going to say Pontiac, anything. Sunfire. Yeah. What is your least favorite vehicle? Um, <laughs> this, Toyota Corollas, um, and hatchbacks. Like small. Any hatchbacks? Small. Really? Like, the a small of, ones. A like, lot of hate yeah. for the Toyotas recently. Mm. I don't know. What's what construction like sound or noise do you guys love? <laughs> okay. <laughs> do I have to do it? The sound? What do you mean? You have no, to? I no, thought you were going to make me do the sound. Well, I don't I know what sound it's going to be. What construction sound or noise do you love? Um, you can you can mimic the sound that you love? Yeah. You can yeah mimic go the ahead. Sound or go no, ahead. actually, no. I'm going to butcher it. No, go ahead. Oh, um, no, no, no. What is it? <laughs> 
Okay, no. Um, let's just say <laughs> a chainsaw. <laughs> a chainsaw? Yeah. Okay. It's actually a cool sound. Because I was going to do it, but then I was like, that's just what came. I, I don't really have a favorite word, I but I was going to. I like to hear the sound. Mm, let's hear it. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Exactly <laughs> what I was expecting. <laughs> what construction sound or um, noise do you love? Uh, a drill. A drill. What construction sound or noise do you guys hate? Silent chainsaw? A silent chainsaw. <laughs> Electric chainsaw. Yeah. Oh. Um, <laughs> anything really, really loud that can wake you up in the morning. And there's construction outside. I hate the sound of a dump truck backing up. I was going to say the beeping. Oh, my God. Why isn't It's so annoying. Or the new one. It's like beep, 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 beep. Is that a new one? Yeah. Oh, it's freaking awful. It's not. I'd rather Did they the change beep. it recently? I think so because it used to be beep beep now it's beep 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 beep. Oh, were guys worse. were guys sampling the other one and throwing it into auto tune and Maybe. making a track out <laughs> of yeah. it? Is that why? Maybe. They were bored. <laughs> they were definitely bored. And on Fridays after eight, it's a <laughs> yeah. beep, beep. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All of a sudden, the drums kick in. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? I'd be a chef. Mm. I love to cook. Nice. Yeah. A reality TV star. <laughs> I don't. I don't see it. Star or really? host? Really? Star or host? You haven't seen the star. I would be the Stevie star. Wonder you haven't seen the it. videos. Stevie you Wonder haven't. sees it. Don't worry. You haven't seen the videos. No. If she posted all of her drafts on her social media, she would have been viral by now. That's your first post. That's your first post. Got to stay professional. I got to stay professional until I feel like it's right. Then create an alter account <laughs> with a fake name, up. a ghost account, a Bansky, yeah. a Bansky, Bansky, okay. no, Bansky. You have, your you have your professional Any account, account and then yeah. you have the other account that you follow all the goofy stuff. What okay, profession fair. would you not like to do? Anything to do with like, like something like office, like an, like, cause I do both, but not like, yeah. it's like fun stuff though. It's not like. But your office is not an office. Yeah. It's not like, like a, numbers, a, like an accountant, yeah, maybe. A no. In a, in a cubicle. Yeah, no, yeah. that's not me. Data that's a good answer. All day. Yeah, no. I'd say the same. Like any typical nine to five, Monday to Friday, um, soul like sucking. Sit on my ass the whole yeah. time. No. Last yeah. question. See, they were painless, right? Eh. If heaven <laughs> exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Um. Could this? Nah. Anything you want. I don't think it would be heaven. It'd be like, welcome to hell, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That's uh. him, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'd be the same for you. Yeah. I'll just be like, I'll excuse myself. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go visit Hannah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sir, I'm in the wrong spot. I'll leave now. Yeah, so sorry. Yeah. Taylor, Hannah, thank you so much for being on the show. Really nice to see you and meet you for the first time. Yes, this is awesome. Thank you. So everyone, check it out. Please, www.thetherapyspace.co, C-O, and it's info at thetherapyspace.co. And on Instagram, it's thetherapyspace underscore. And don't forget, there's an intern special. Yeah, five interns, $50 a session. Which is amazing, virtual. Um, and they'll be here for eight months. So 
Starting Starting now. They just started in September, actually. Oh, so for the next eight months. Perfect. Right through the winter months. Yeah, exactly, which is Which is ideal. I mean, just to give them the experience, I think maybe I'll make one session for each of them and really Ah. boost start their careers because... Yeah, I mean... (laughs) I'm a case they don't want to look back. (laughs) (laughs) And Hannah's information is www.compassconstruction.ca and her email is hannah with an H at compassconstruction.ca. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Really appreciate it. Thank Thank you. you. We are out of here now. Okay. Peace out. Signing off.